Welcome to episode 207 of the F Reality Podcast. Here we gather around a dwindling flame, embers slowly burning in a soot-stained fire pit, as the last hours of a summer barbecue slide off the clock, with the world of VR and AR masquerading as ever-lengthening shadows, blending with the creeping darkness, as if this was 1990. We're partaking in the movie Ghost, but be worried, for Death's agent sits lurking right around a frail, ethereal corner. If you haven't died and gone to heaven by now, then you're either in the wrong queue, or you're one of many VR fans whose prayers have been forsaken by one of several foul deities. Dearest students of the cloth of F-Reality, I hope you all studied your hymn books over the last fortnight. Today's hymns in session will be Jesus Died for Your Quest Pro, Great is Thy Unreal Engine Faithfulness, and All Hail the Power of Firewall. Wow. <laughs> wow, like, like, I'm feeling like I'm in like the audiobook F-Reality show, and like Zim is like the one who's going to like talk for like two and a half hours now, go through seven chapters of like a certain book, like um, I just like slowly drift away. <laughs> That's exactly what you should do. Just drift away, just drift away. We'll do the, rece- the, the, you know, the ceremony just after it. And <laughs> towards the end of all of this, choir director Nathy is going to belt out notes. <laughs> choir from- director. <laughs> choir director. Do I, I need put to you sing our- the releases? You will have to sing them. Every mm-hmm. single one. Wow. Um, and from, from, from the upcoming releases songbook, Near the end of today's spiritual broadcast, and together we're going to shelter in a virtual reality commune that's like AR house, but serving rice for dinner instead of risotto. All right. Wow. So, as long as they have curry, I'm good with it, you know? Curry sounds lovely. Um, <laughs> that really does. That's like the AR curry house, which sounds wow. even better. Yes, please. To those out there in the ether watching us live, uh, whether with us on this side of the plane or the other, Please share your comments in chat. We do enjoy receiving your handwritten letters here on VR's Frontline. And hey, who are we? Well, F-Reality is a tight-knit squad, and while being a squatty short, navigating the dense underbrush of this mangrove is wrought with perils and danger. With machetes firmly in hand and war-painted by Rambo himself, these are my trusted servicemen in the war against dull news. All right. Rowdy, first up. Polemology. What is that, Rowdy? What is pulmology? The study of the um, poles, almost. You know, almost the 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 uh, the, the poles and their their earlier empire. Uh, I'm a huge Age of Empires fan, so I get the uh, the 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 link. They're a very strong cavalry civilization. They have uh, hussars and winged hussars, so you know it's it's pretty pretty good out there. So I would consider myself a, a polmiolianthologist. Yes, for sure. Wow, that's it's surprisingly close to the truth. Really, so, surprisingly. <laughs> um, so with, I, I would have gone with pole dancing, but it's not quite pole dancing. Polmology is the multidisciplinary study of war. You're like spot on. I, I'm really surprised. He's clearly the smartest of the bunch, right? Yeah, clearly. And and, and you're welcome. And it, it, you're uh, excellent. Show, showing us off again. Um, I throw like <laughs> crazy stuff from a dictionary at you, and you just get it straight out of the gates. Um, but it pertains to several dimensions of human conflict. And if you've ever seen Rowdy get even slightly irritated, you'll understand where he got his name from. He's a fellow <laughs> and a gentleman and a hero. But make him mad, and this guy's ready to use all ten percent of his available cerebral cortex. To Tex-Mex your face, eh? Uh, straight out of anger management, it's Rowdy. 
How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm, do I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, I see someone in the chat saying that uh, Rowdy knows his art of war. <laughs> That's how I got the name, my friends. That's how I got the names. Uh, but no, I've been doing all right. I haven't been playing any VR in the past two weeks. Uh, there's not That's really right. been like anything exciting for me. I did. I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, I did go and see Top Gun. Finally. It's apparently still running Ooh. in the movie theaters. I didn't really? know it was the highest grossing movie like ever. Like I was told. I didn't ever, know ever? if that was true. I, I don't know if that's true. Maybe someone can uh, can tell me in the chat. That's, but that's people how, that's saying, how I mean, easy they get you into the cinema. Yeah, like, I mean, there were like that, four other people still in the cinema. And I was oh, like, yeah. wow, like there's four other suckers yeah, that yeah. actually like still watch <laughs> yeah. this movie. But like, I have to say, like, you know, I remember like when I was watching the movie, like I remember like when I like first in VR got to sit in one of those like cockpits. I think it was a VR tool. Uh, you remember that game? VRTO? VR oh my yeah. God, so good. It was amazing to, to really get that feeling of speed and like, you know, I mean, I crashed a lot of planes. I was really bad at it. So mm. maybe, maybe that is it. But um, it, it did make me like want to, I kind of want something like that again, like a, like a really high speed um, kind of flight simulator. Modern. With, yeah. But modern. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, can uh, you deal with the speeds? Because I like. Being a I battle, can, yeah. being a battlefield player, like I used to, um, there there was a mod called I think it was called Desert Combat, um, which which you, you you went from like your World War One and Two planes, which was like slow Japanese fighters and stuff, yeah, to modern, and you just like you the, the maps weren't <laughs> so big, and you just like zoom, like right past the map, but like yeah. in VTOL, uh, not VRTO, that's a convention, VTOL, uh, vertical takeoff and landing, uh, like aren't weren't you um controlling everything with like finger presses and button pushes and stuff yeah, as yeah. well so i like i want something a little bit more like because i saw people like already said like dcs world and something which is like like hyper realistic right? that's very like it's, uh, yeah but i'm, I'm not because I, I don't have the time i don't have the patience to like learn all the stuff like i want something a little bit more like arcadey like kind of like like what star wars did uh with um uh was it was battlefront yeah. Uh, what Project yeah. Wingman should have been. What Project Wingman right, should have right. been. Yeah. 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 So, something like that. I, I, I remember that, like, uh, the Lonely Viper made, like, a great video because he was way better in that game as this. And he took, like, scenes from Top Gun as well. And it just works so well in VR, just like cockpit simulation games. Uh, but it would, be, it would be neat to see something like that in a more, like, arcadey form, like, like Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, li I'd like to see you rowdy in, like, a, uh, a full cockpit. But they've got an actual ejector seat, and you're fighting, right? And then in the middle of all of this, it literally ejects your chair. <laughs> like we've seen those like gifs and TikToks and yeah, stuff yeah, of people yeah. doing it with the force feedback vibration. Wouldn't it be great if we yeah. had an actual ejector seat? <laughs> actual I think that would ejection. Be hilarious. That would well, make for a great show. Which which VR game had like a Top Gun uh, DLC thing going on again? What was that? Oh God, there was, there was something that had a Top Gun DLC, right? Like skins and and missions and. We, we spoke it about this. It wasn't Microsoft, uh, the flight Microsoft. Yeah, it was Microsoft so. flight yeah, yeah, simulator. Yeah, yeah, just a couple of months ago, actually. Yeah. So if you yeah. are a Top Gun fan, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm like you, Rowdy. Like, I'd like to see something in that space. But just like driving sims, like, I, I want the whole experience there. I don't want to have to go through a flat desktop interface. Like, I want to... Yeah. Like, like Elite Dangerous, feel, right? Like, feel like you're there. Yeah. Because like, I have to say, in the movie, like, they really captured speed really well. You know, like, uh, I mean, it's like... I went with a friend of mine who recently had like ear surgery and he was like, you know, holding his ears the entire time because you hear the jets like blasting through the speakers the entire time, which is which is 
brilliant at the same time, but it's like, uh, I mean, you really get that feeling for speed, which is which is awesome in this in, in that movie. I think. How was the cinema experience, real quick? Because uh, I haven't been to a cinema since COVID happened. Um, same deal I mean, or anything different? Um, I, I don't think it's very different. At least not like here. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to the cinema in Europe again, so it's hard for me to compare it. And I haven't been to the cinema here before COVID, so I, I don't know how it was here before COVID. Oh, fair point. Uh, but. Um, I mean, it feels fairly straightforward, fairly normal. It was it wasn't busy at all uh, yesterday. Uh, I mean, maybe it was, but just not for Top Gun. <laughs> since the movie's already a bit old. <laughs> well, that's, so, that's good. You get the whole place yeah. to yourself, you know. Yeah, that's exactly. the best way. I'll tell you one thing: we 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 uh, we should do as a crew at some point is um, go to one of those 4D cinemas, you know, <laughs> and just experience <laughs> something like that with the smoke and the rumble effects. Oh, some yeah. of them aren't very good, so you have to find one that's well rated but yeah yeah yeah. very good sounds like you got yourself rattled a little bit by the wonderful jawline of, of tom cruise <laughs> um oh, yeah. yeah very good well uh speaking of films every film every war film uh needs a veteran who fights for the right team but just looks like a bad guy you know that man surprises the audience by whipping out a cape in the 11th hour uh, and this lad over here he suppresses his superpowers for showbiz and sporting a mark Twain mustache that glows in the dark. Mark Twain. Uh, this flying Dutchman here is here to authorize a surprise ending to the show. How are you doing, Nathy? And uh, <laughs> what surprises are we in for? Well, uh, oh, surprises. Uh, what do you mean? Like releases? You mean? I don't know. It could be anything. It could be. It could be the fucking candy that you've got on your desk every oh. single day. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that well, stuff. I- that's that surprises me a lot. Actually, the things that you eat that are clearly in- inedible by humans, but you manage to still somehow survive. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a, it's a miracle that I'm still alive of like all the stuff I ate, all the chemical things that were brewed somewhere in, uh, I don't know, Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> but they're delicious. So, yeah, I don't know. You got to live your life. Yep. So I haven't really played much VR either. I mean, I was at Gamescom, of course, to, yeah. to play a lot of VR stuff. But besides that, I haven't really done that much. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, maybe uh, closer to Christmas, everyone is going to launch at the same day. And then I play like 10 games. Absolutely. I have to play every game for five minutes. How do you feel you in this time of the year? Like you've got you've got the gauntlet coming at you. Like this is like greater. Uh, like, for those who don't know, it's like three months of just like sprinting, like coming at you. So uh, it's got like I, I I'm like let's say if things are more like spread out again, then you know the industry is kind of healthy. But if things are like just crazy around Christmas and that's it, then uh, like you just like I'm chilling almost the entire year, and yeah. then now suddenly I have to run for my life. And if I don't do it, then someone else will. So, yeah, we'll see how I handle it. But uh, next year is going to be pretty crazy because then you juggle between, like, uh, multiple headsets, right? Where you go from, like, PlayStation VR and then you yep. go uh, uh, Quest and then uh, probably Pico and uh, and then some other headsets that might come out that are, you know, interesting. So, um, and talking about uh, things that are interesting, Darshan from Big Screen. Oh, yes. He came over. Oh, yes. Yes, I saw this picture with a blurred image. What? But did you say hardware, not software? It was something hardware? I, I didn't say anything. Could be anything. It's little screen. It's like, little screen. Little screen. Little screen VR. Little screen VR. <laughs> yeah, they launched big screen. Now we're getting... It's on your smartwatch, right? You can just watch with your friends. Yeah. 
No, but he uh, he came over and uh, he he pretty much traveled around a little bit to show it to all kinds of people. And yeah. that's like funny. That's kind of like the new standard almost because the Novio uh, folks from the like uh, wireless Valve Index adapter thing, they have also been doing that. It's kind of nice and weird to have people come over. Come to you instead of you having to go to them. Usually what happens is like they say, yeah, so we're coming to Amsterdam. And I'm like, I, like Amsterdam is not the Netherlands. That's not <laughs> yeah. how it works. You know, it's like telling me like, oh, we're coming to L.A. And then pretend that all the Americans live in L.A. Well, you're yeah. actually on the other side of the freaking country. That's kind of like in a nutshell what's happening here. But in this case, like, hey, you can come over if you want. You know, it's up to you. If you want to show it, come over. So he did, um, and um, it was really fun. Uh, I'm not allowed to say anything. I was allowed to post this picture. I said, like, can I at least make a picture with you and then put, like, this little Pokemon thing over it to kind of troll everyone and just let them guess what it is. Um, but uh, I, I do think they are planning to reveal something uh, soon. So we're, this we're year? Gonna, uh, soon. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I don't trying. know what I, I, get I, I don't know what I can say about that, but I'm just gonna say soon to be safe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting uh, for sure. So um, yeah, stay stay tuned for that. Um, but besides that, yeah, nothing really happening. I said like I'm just waiting for uh, maybe November, December, and then uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen again in January. I think then we're just waiting yeah. for PlayStation proper kickoff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, very good. Very good. Well, chat, um, our audience is the best. Uh, they really are. So while we've been busy talking, uh, I wonder if they've been carpet bombing this podcast with experiences they want to share with us uh, and and you. Um, so what have we got in there, fellas? What yeah, so I've, I've seen like Red Matter with... 2 like popping yeah. up quite a few times. Oh, Red Matter 2. Don't talk yeah. to me about Red Matter. No? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck at the moment. I did. I did play it a little bit because I didn't have time to play it. But I, I can only say that the like the the lighting in that game is uh, it's fantastic. They really uh, graphically themselves. It's, it's amazing, right? Yeah, graphically. It's, it's really quite spotless, actually. I would say, um, it, it like, and that's that's not easy to do in VR because you have such an eye for detail, especially if yeah. you're in a modern headset. Right back in the day, PSVR time, you might have been able to get get away with it, you know, smudging something over, but very yeah. good. Um, so um, besides that, we also have uh, Pyro, who uh, was talking about like our uh, conversation regarding uh, H Vampires, and then he says uh, Brass Tactics was so good, but we need more of it. Yeah, I think yeah. that was similar to H Vampires. I agree. During the boom, was it like, uh, was it 2018? The boom of like uh, <laughs> top-down uh, like we had, strategy we had titles? Yeah, you yeah, had we had like one from Vertigo uh, as well, I think, from Vertigo. I don't yep. know the name anymore, were, yeah. uh, but there were a few. I think Brass Tactics was, um, I think it was actually funded by Oculus, I, I think. They're really throwing money at that kind of stuff. That's so weird. When you when you when you talked about um, that experience, Nathan, all of a sudden, most most VR people won't have, have played this, I'm sure. But M Mountain Goat Mountain just jumped into my head. <laughs> Why? I don't know if you, I don't know if you played that, but there yeah, was I a did VR play. It was free free. Yeah, and very addictive. Anyway, it was a mobile okay. game from Zinger or somebody. Yeah, it was very strange. I think you can kind of came into my head. I think you can still find it on on the on the Oculus PC <laughs> store, a remnant of the past. Not a strategy game. More the, more, the, more the, the, the meta PC store as they might call it in the future, who knows. Um we also have Buck 
who has been playing Resident Evil 4 <coughs> in Zim's basement. And he doesn't even need a headset for that. So right that's, here. That's okay. interesting. He, re- he really, really has been. Yeah, not even need a headset. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, um, well... Yeah, Do you see a lot of people in your basement, Zim? Like, is like <laughs> the entire VR community, is that your goal? Get them in there? Is we'll that what Mike is? Is that what Mike is? Yeah. Yeah, you just hear the electricity going off. I've just gotten... If you listen you know, carefully, you can attention. hear him scream in his Half-Life voice. Um, we, <laughs> sounds so, about right. So uh, a few other ones. We have David Cup, who has been playing Star Wars Squadrons. A great nice. game. I think I played it last week a little bit, too. Uh, it's 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 amazing. It's still a great game. Um, then we have Doozy Cat, uh, who um, says that his nephews broke his PlayStation VR, so now he decides to just wait until uh, the new one comes out because buying one is kind of like a yeah. bad investment. Um, so yeah. Yeah. put that. You don't want to put your money into a place. That, I, I still remember early on when they just released. I think it was 2016, and there was this picture of a, a guy who's he bought the headset, had it for a week, and then his dog ripped it to pieces. And oh my god! You know when you feel that pain, Man. it's kind of like with one dude gets kicked in the nuts, and you feel it. Like it's that yeah. phantom pain that you get that exists <laughs> in VR. And I'm sure you know we, we <laughs> will have felt the same, uh, whether or not you know one of the new headsets gets put through a tumble dryer I, or something. I do. Th- I honestly do think that uh, from a few years from now, like trying to find a PlayStation VR is not necessarily going to be the problem because there are many of them and they're quite cheap. But finding the Move controllers with that—that's mm. a different story because Especially, those are even more ancient than so. Well, yeah. the difficulty is they have there's no replaceable battery in there, so it's just oh really? Is that, is that true? Right. No, it, you have to charge okay. it right. So the problem with battery laden devices, unless you are willing and to open no third it up, party either. Not that I, um, or is there, there is one of mine went and I looked at the repair. It was like oh. a 20 step repair, but it's like one of those, I fix it kits where you kind of want to know what you've been, what you're doing, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the wires are tiny. The circuit connectors are very fragile, so you can fix it. But I think you're right. I think the moves even, you know, at their peak, they were difficult to, to yeah, get. And I, yeah. Hopefully that's all going to be gone with proper VR controllers that we get with PSVR too. So mm-hmm. uh, with that, I'll, I'll go ahead and sh- skedaddle over to what was my highlight. So <coughs> as you know, I'm a big fan of Space Pirate Arena. Uh, so there is a, um, I'll, I'll say an Asian developed title, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, called Mission X VR on App Lab. Um, and it requires a 13 by 13 space, uh, 13 by 13 foot space, as opposed to the 30 by 30 that's required by Space Pirate Arena. Very similar concept, right? you got these doodads around you. So if you have a smaller yard, uh, and I think about comments that our chat have made before, they're like, ah, you know, especially people in Europe, like you're like, I got a smaller home or a smaller back garden. Like I can't do 30 by 30 unless I go out at night and somebody mugs me. Like it, it's just not <laughs> convenient. So I went looking for like another option. Um, and with Buck here, a buddy of mine, who's also in the VR community, we got to playing <coughs> this. So it's, I would say it's like uh, it's like an arcadey version of Space Pirate Arena. You have you choose your weapon, so pistol, rifle, or crossbow. Um, you have a number of colorful arenas, uh, which is which is nice. So you have kind of your darker kind of space kind of layout. You have like a western cartoony layout. You have a whole bunch of different things. Probably about six different maps that are there. Small variety of weapons. No custom level designer, which I really like in Space Pirate Arena, and I think it's super cool, especially when you are able to block out. Like, my back garden's got a big tree in it, so I can just block that out and avoid it. If 
right? So like I've got my 30 by 30 or whatever. But this is really nice because it gives you an alternative. If you've got a big room in the house or whatever, maybe give this one a shot. It's called Mission How X. How is it called? VR. Mission X. Uh, with Mission those X. Mission X. And so depending on the number <laughs> of players that you have around and the number of headsets, you do need a headset per player, of course. Um, there's a Space Hunter co-op, which is a 2v2. Uh, it, it it permits multiplayer up to 10 players, so 5e5. I didn't have 10 people with quests to test it out. We just did one versus one. Uh, <sighs> it does have B-Haptics vest integration, although I haven't tried that out myself. I don't have a vest. Um, and I wonder if that's if that's, if that's that's integration via <clears throat> audio cable or, or Bluetooth. I don't know because then there'd be inherent delays with it. But anyway, it's an option for you if you were looking for something to play with a buddy you know, hmm. at home or in your back garden. I think Mission yeah. X is like originally uh, they just had it in arcades, right? I think that's that's where I, I know it from. It, it looks least. exactly like that, Nathie. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, you know, two or three years ago you would have seen it when you were traveling out, out east and, and seen it in that environment. But that's one of them. I've got a few more actually later in the podcast that we've got, kind mm-hmm. of in this space as well. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, with that, why don't we jump into the the battlefield um and get on with some news so all right are you guys ready we're gonna do um uh just to start us off we're gonna go with some lightweight belt fed machine gun news bites to start us off we've got five little trinkety bits for you the first one i'm very excited about uh for 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 other fellow questers um is infinite train set and this will be a good one when Rowdy is able to hopefully show you off this, uh, this I as will. well. I'll be able to show it. So are you excited about locomotion? Do you locomotion. really enjoy? Yeah. Do you really enjoy an on-rails experience? <laughs> then this game is for you. Uh, well, this is a surprise because um, this is a blend between AR and VR. We've seen these these titles. Last time we covered off one uh, from Thomas Van Bowell. Uh, and this time I wanted to show this one off. This is Infinite Train Set. So this is using the pass-through on the quest, and you basically have uh, you, you, you have the ability to fabricate a train line with a portal in each of your walls. Very similar to like the original HoloLens demonstration, where like spiders, you know, alien spiders would punch through a wall. In this case, you've got the little, you know, hole as if the train's going into a mountain placed in the wall. And then just like if it was like a Mario game, where when you run off the screen, you teleport to the wraparound point, on the other side of the wall, on a different wall, uh, you come out, you know, it's, it's like Portal, right? It's like the <clears throat> game Portal. So you go in one side, come out the other. Um, in comments on Reddit, uh, there was a user called Superfunk1 uh, who exclaimed about this, uh, seeing the video. Uh, Absolutely brilliant. Imagine building a train set that starts in your house, passes through the tunnel in your wall, and shows up in your friend's house, like across the world. You, know, you could deliver gifts oh. or, or whatever else to each right. other. Kind of like, did you guys ever go to one of those theme restaurants where your food would come by train? Have you ever been in one of those places? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are I know super what you fun, mean. I know right? what you mean. Yeah. Where like the little choo-choo train comes along, like you give your order and then the train comes along with your fries or whatever it is and uh, kind of neat. So I, I love this idea of like... Um, almost interdimensional sharing, you know, between users. And can you, you can, we can really imagine like AR headset future where you would do that. You'd load up a postcard on a little virtual train. It would go along your desk, kind of like, like almost like snail mail, but via train rail. <laughs> and it would end up, you know, listen, like I'd send something to Nathan, they would just appear on his desk in AR and he's working away. And all of a sudden this little choo-choo train comes with the smoke spiraling up and 
the crazy thing is to me is that this already looks like better compared to what like the actual demo was that we saw from uh, Magic Leap. You remember the the little rock throwing dude? Yes. Yes, we yeah. do. Yeah. If you look at this, and this is actually using technology that is not specifically made for AR purposes, right? Yeah. It's kind of impressive. I it think, is kind of nice. Yeah. What about your recent foray into like city skylines and all of that, right? So, um you would be able to create a, a city. So say so let's on your yeah. desk and people could nav- like relocate from your world because Nathie's is better. So they just decide to bugger off down there and they move into his, into his world. Nathie's is better. <laughs> well, he's got all the rides. <laughs> he's got the Apple thing and stuff over there. Right, so yeah, you know. but that, that's because he, he buys like, uh, you know, those like kind of like packages and stuff that you like pay money for. And I don't the, participate the in that. The paid so DLC you know that. Exactly. The that's the, difference. that's the difference. Don't give the developers ideas, Rowdy. That's not it. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's Infinite Train Set. Um, looks fun to me. And I think that, that that concept of an extensible game world where you're sharing with friends uh, would be... Yeah, really, and, really and it would work for so many things. Because again, so like to bring up Age of Empires again, I would love something like this, uh, you know, on like a, a giant battlefield or like something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. RTS is immediately come into mind, right? So... Very, very cool. Uh, the next one is another pass-through game. So this is a first-person shooter pass-through. And another dev has created an AR FPS, which shows, like, shrapnel flinging off of your wall onto the bed as he's unloading a gun in the bedroom. Um, uh, and and <laughs> and as this, this, this is showing off, you've got um, an FPS very similar to um, uh, Superhot where like these characters are popping right. up. Right. Kind of creepy yes. looking actually, but they're popping up in your house, right? And you're like walking down to the bathroom or whatever. Or if you're this personal dude or lady, this dev has a personal fucking cinema in their house. I mean like full on cinema and a weight room. Like they, they're, this person is clearly not a starving dev by any means, right? But I won't complain. If you can give me a, a first person shooter in my house, that will in future give me PTSD when I simply walk exactly. into the bathroom. Exactly. This is like PTSD simulator, you know, like, you know, you have people in your house and I shoot them. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with this, like, especially if you're, uh, you know, one of the gun-toting types <laughs> wandering around your house and people popping out and, like you're training yourself just that it's a shooting gallery. It um, is awesome, though. Like, I didn't know that the Quest could actually do this kind of stuff. Yeah, recently, a couple months ago, they opened this up to developers. So they're starting to see more and more of this, I haven't played yeah. with any of it personally, um, which is um, which is that a lot of it is builds that are behind the scenes, not released yet. And I don't know if there's one of these that is on the store. The, the, the nearest one that I know is the one from uh, Resolution Games. Blaston has an AR mode mm-hmm. that's in this kind of pass-through black and white. And you can basically game in your living room if you want instead of a fantasy world. Yeah, so. but I, I think that that's going to be a total different because then we get the whole discussion again of like content moderation and approval and stuff like that. So I I yep. think that's not for this generation because but you do need to realize it's black and white and it's warped. So having people run around in their house, yep. you still need to be careful that you don't get too close to because the objects seem to be far away, but they're actually, you know, it's still... There's no depth sensor in the quest, so you, yes. you don't have the same, you know. It's well but, for but safety. It does, it's it, really important to have stereo vision, and I remember yeah. that from playing with the quest before they implemented. What they basically have is they create, they generate like a wireframe model, and they map it out so it distorts the mono image 
mm. that you have in the headset so that you're not just like hitting yourself on a desk. Yeah. And it, it did help at the beginning. It was totally sporadic and you would end up with really weird, like fisheye views. And now it's better, but I am definitely looking forward to a future with full color pass through and stereo full color yeah. stereo pass through. I think is a very important next step, but, but it does, it does show that the technology is ready for consumers. I think because this kind of stuff, like it sells, like it sells like to investors and sells to like people interesting in buying a headset because this is kind of next level kind of things, right? Like if, if, if someone like can like do this, like for example, with like a Yu-Gi-Oh or like a Pokemon experience, like 100%. Yeah. No, Mint, Mint, quickly. The first, I, I still think the first headset manufacturer to give us a headset that works very well outdoors is going to kill because mm. people like if you're having a great time, not everybody, but gamers, right? Don't care what they look like when they're having a great time. <laughs> um, you know, the droves of people out there holding their phones up like crazy. And, oh, it was amazing, the Pokemon experience. So I really look forward to that. Um, so that's the FPS pass-through. Uh, another thing that we saw on Twitter, which was really quite cool, uh, Ruarize, or Ru, known for his work in creating software for Live, um, showed us a mod for Tilt 5, which we, we talked about on the last podcast, uh, but a mod for Beat Saber, nonetheless. Uh, so we we shared this new exciting AR tech, which allows a kind of board game to come to life and give you that stereo depth down into a table. Uh, Rue goes on to describe the modded experience as, to me, it feels like Beat Saber is in a hole through my table. Definitely more comfortable for those who can't bear to wear an isolating headset. And for me, again, back to Rowdy's point, this immediately makes me want Company of Heroes or Starcraft for Tilt 5. So I can do tabletop, you know, awesome battles um, in, in that in that kind of comfortable setting where you can still see the real world. Uh, I'm starting to really get bought into that. Um, that's Beat Saber on Tilt Five. We've seen a couple more mods. I like I like I like the Twitter universe for uh, for Tilt Five stuff because there's a bunch of stuff coming out. <laughs> so mm -hmm. all very still very cool. early, but but very cool ideas, and it definitely starts to open your mind. Like, what can you do with this? I still want to see what someone can do taping one of these to like the side of a wall and what can you do then, right? Like right. make it like a window into another world type of thing. Like if you change the landscape, like how would you get that to work? I haven't seen anything do that yet. Um, hmm. Another thing where we've seen a bit of a switcheroo after the fall, very popular game now, right? Um, there's an arcade edition to this. So Springboard VR who uh, do licensing for arcades. Uh, it's about $30 a month in case you happen to own an arcade. Um, or you're looking to go kind of figure out how much you're getting stung for when you go to one of these in person. They do arcade light location-based experiences. And um, After the Fall now has a an LBE equivalent. So not just playing it at home. You can play it in, in, in an environment. Why is that good? Because if you don't just, you know, bring your friends or, you know, workmates or something to your house and, and chill out, you can go to a central place if you're in a big enough city or whatever to have these location-based experiences. Um, so you get full, you know... Uh, four-player co-op be haptic support kitted out weapons and easy to use menu so it's kind of a bite-sized arcaded version of after the fall love mm. to see them having more success and i am looking forward at some point to further expansions maybe an after the fall to one day you know looking forward to that so while we're on the topic of shooters uh the yes. fifth little news bite is gunman contracts which i feel like only just came out and now there's a big pivot happening so <laughs> This, uh, I don't know, if you, tell me if you've, if you've uh, heard about this happen to another game, but Gunman Contracts 
uh, is going standalone. So it started off as a VR Half-Life mod, very much a kind of, again, a shooting gallery, <laughs> pop-up enemies, you know, get in, get out with your life, but a tough uh, FPS, right? And we got that. It started its life in, in Half-Life Alex as a mod, but the mm -hmm. developer A and B Seth uh, has confirmed plans uh, not to update the Half-Life Alex mod. Those are being laid to rest and is now doing a, a, a fully fledged game. I've seen this done game. with one wow. or two other uh, VR titles, but um, Gunman Contracts, I didn't expect this transformation so soon. Obviously, it's been very popular. Um, but looking forward to that yeah. one. We can probably wait a couple of years, I'd imagine, before that'll be out polished and enough content. But what's there today with the um, the avatars for the non-player characters, the gun mechanics, it all seems to be there. So um, wishing the developer much luck. Good luck, Seth, nice. on that one. Um, I was curious, did you guys play Contracts? I know Mike did, but uh, I haven't gotten into it yet. <laughs> I haven't got into the Half-Life Alex modding scene myself yet, but... Um, any Half-Life Alex mods that Viper you've played? Has. Viper has played quite a bit of it. Like of it's, his, uh, it's his kind of thing, of course. But Loves like, uh, it looks really like smooth and polished. Yeah, yeah, I, I like it. I'm surprised because no, oftentimes when devs go for, I'm going to go off and break off on my own away from this game engine, yeah. usually the looks take an immediate hit, right? You know, you yeah. can tell they've stepped down. Uh, but this one is looking quite slick even from the beginning. So good to get a teaser of that. All right, well. Sounds like we should break into the big news now. Um, so let's start us off with uh, <laughs> what we used to call Oculus Connect. What yeah. we call no, 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 in the no, interim no, Facebook I, Connect. Yeah, I just want to say I know it is Facebook Connect. And now it's Meta Connect. Like, let's just keep changing the name, right? <laughs> so October 11th, we've actually got a date now. Um, this will be a virtual event. There's no in-person showcase this year, so similar to last year. Mm. Um, sporting both Zuckerberg and Carmack, who've who continued to show their faces at these events. I'm curious mm. if we'll see Abrash and others in terms of the talks. Um, what's coming that we don't already know? So the event is described by Meta as a one-day virtual event that explores the building of the metaverse, the building of the metaverse, the building and of the metaverse. The building of the metaverse. I'm accentuating yeah, okay, that for okay, a reason. Okay, okay, okay. Because this is less show and tell and more <laughs> here's what we're working on. Uh, and the future of augmented and virtual reality. Note they put augmented first. That's interesting. Uh, industry leaders will share the latest technologies and developer sessions, which they always have, uh, will cover how to use them. So again, their accentuation here is on, we've got the tools or the tools are in development and we're going to talk about them. So these are making me less and less excited, but hey, uh, our goal is to bring the world closer together and deepen human connection through new experiences. We heard about that last time we were uh, kind of giving you the lowdown on, on the Joe Rogan podcast with Mark Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. uh, I was lucky enough to see three of these in person out in San Jose. Uh, we've been there together as a crew before. It's really fantastic. Right. And in fact, that's how we linked up with this team for the podcast. Uh, like, F-Reality would not be a feckin' reality without Connect. So uh, <laughs> it's an important seed for both human and if you've seen Mark's keynotes, inhuman interpersonal connections. So uh, I he really does, loved Connect yeah. in the years that it was, like, in person. Uh, I thought those were really good. It was great being out in a balcony, you know, um, shooting podcasts there. I, I miss it. I absolutely miss it. Um, I think they were also great when they were still called Oculus Connect. <laughs> <laughs> I love that take. Yeah, many yeah. moons ago. Many moons ago, when they when they still had a, a kind of you know an interesting view on VR. I, I, for me, it's just about the consistency of the brand. 
And like, okay, like it's called meta this year. What's it going to be called next year? You know, like that's the thing for me. But, but isn't it interesting to like from the uh, connects we have connect. been on? It was just about okay, we show software, we show hardware, we connect the community, and this one I feel like is about we got to save our reputation because the stocks are too low, and we got to do something about it. Yeah, it it right? does, if, it feels a little bit like. And the trouble is they haven't had a lot of time since the big corporate shift, right? It's been, what, six yeah. months or so since the big meta? But what do you rebrand? think they're going to so. do? Like, Because I think last year we got so much, like, uh, Marx showed so much concept uh, art of art, like, the metaphors or like, like a It's not only the name of... that has changed. It's like, no. like it used to be like Oculus Connect. And, and, and of course, Oculus Connect, it was about the product that was Oculus, you know, the Oculus Go, the Oculus Rift, the Oculus, but now it's Meta Connect. And with Meta, that is now the product, you know, what is the product that Meta is putting out? And Quest is just a very small part of that. Meta is the entire universe they're building around the Quest. Uh, so uh, yes. I, I think it's, it's the business aspect, it's the AR, it's the technology. It's, it's an investor's conference now, I think. And, That's and how it's I also it. not just that, because they, didn't they cancel F8 or whatever earlier in the year? So yeah. now this is... They've this glued, is F8, right? Yeah, basically. So they've, they've glued the application dev stuff in here. Um, so it's becoming a little bit more like an Apple keynote. And of course, they've been following Apple's shoes like almost step-by-step step the whole feckin' way. Um, but for me, it's... It definitely reduces my hype for the event because yeah. they're doing that. And I can tell you, I get a visual shudder every time I see a portal device show up. You know, the whole, <laughs> I just like, it's like, I don't want that in my house, Mark. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, no, I know you're going to laugh yeah. at me because there's a quest, you know, browsing at me right now, <laughs> watching my every move and mapping my house. But yeah, I don't know. I feel somehow more comfortable with, um, which is standard VR and, and or AR devices. But anyway. I'm looking forward to hearing more about what's been going on behind the scenes R&D-wise. I'm always interested in that stuff. The Abrash stuff is usually good. We love, of course, hearing from Carmack and his straight talk. I mean, if you haven't listened to Carmack before, bring coffee, but like try to pay attention for like 20, 30 minutes because what he says is just gold. It's really good. You probably, you know, might appreciate someone breaking it down for you a little bit, you know, after the fact, because he can usually go on for two or three hours. Yeah. They are also showing in Horizon. Now, in past years, when they did venues before kind of merging everything together, I found those to be very hit and miss. Last year's was more missed than hit. Connection-wise. Very weird. Um, it was yeah. less live. They had like, they even had like virtual separation of attendees in this virtual environment. It did not feel warm. <laughs> oh, and, and no, no, cozy. no, no, I remember they had so Carmack weird. and people could ask questions, and the questions were just scripted. Right. There was nothing. Everything was just completely controlled, and people. It was exactly. just not genuine. It was just not natural at all. It was just. It was, which was weird rails. because Carmack is like he, he's all about that flow. He's all about that natural flow, just like you yeah, would have I, a comedian. Yeah, but in real in real life, you can you cannot necessarily control that because someone could say, "I'm going to ask something," and then still ask something else, right? But <laughs> if it's happening in Horizon, they of course want to control that. Um, but I find it surprising that they go for Horizon again because, just like last year and the year before, like I I can't join, I can't attend, uh, Carmax. Uh, you know, you can't uh, really be part of it. You can't no, really you can't be feel like it. you're part of it, and it's, that's it's. That's what we're missing, right? Like, I mean, um, it's it, it's about that cohesiveness. It's about that, like, community spirit. And all the events that sprinkle up around it, you eliminate all of that when you go virtual. 
So I understand from a company perspective why they want to go virtual, but I'm going to implore bring back the in-person event. I think it's smart. Um, yeah. Do you think they, 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 they really believe now that they, they should do it this way? Because first it was, of course, about the pandemic, but now we're talking more about this is the new... Well, I mean, they, they constantly talk about the metaverse, so they kind of also put themselves in the corner of putting That's this thing, into yeah. a virtual thing. Um, and, and I kind of expect like a high-quality metaverse kind of conference from yeah, them, the, right? Like if they don't do it, then who will? Who selling? sets the bar, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a very good point. But, but, but we got, like, uh, sounds great, but we got Horizon now. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I know, I know. It's like, it's going to be really interesting to watch. I really, I really the, believe it's going to be really interesting like, to see how it comes out. It's definitely going to be interesting because Mark made some stupid decisions this year that he now has to, uh, like, he has to use some magic here and there. Like, so he has a new avatar now. There's a new avatar system for Horizon. I know it's concept art, but there is a new Horizon avatar system now. Yep. You got to show it. Because you said it's going to be a thing, then show us like, what what do you want to do with it? How is it going to yep. work with eye tracking? With I know that that's a problem because they didn't think of that when they, they just posted it because they had to save their reputation. But even um, like, like, does that, like, would that satisfy you as somebody who's into, if you, if you bought into the metaverse and you're like, okay, metaverse is coming. I know yeah, digital I know. ownership is coming. Yeah. But w- what gets you excited that Mark and team unveil forget the headset for the second we'll talk about the MetaQuest pro in just like, a moment honestly but honestly digitally like company, with the metaverse what would get you excited nathy about that um i think like the the social bit i find interesting but not necessarily for meta you yeah know, like it's not like I, i'm not super excited about what what meta is gonna do at this at, at this moment if we talk about metaverse related or virtual related uh, things no but i think yeah the social bit you know, having your own like living room, kind of what, what you do in Rec Room right now, where you have your own house, you take things from places you explore to your, and you collect that and you invite friends and kind of have this almost like Animal Crossing VR bring, vibe. Bring back the Oculus Home good vibes we had where you could well, kind of have a digital I mean, place it, was, and... it had a pretty good standard, but more than that, I think that's going to sure. disappear. They might even announce... This because we already saw. I don't know if you heard this, but Rift S is already there, kind of stripping things down now. Like the chat yep. system is gonna go. I think we're gonna hear more at Connect about <laughs> PC being even more of a you know cutting costs everywhere they can to kind of keep the company afloat. I that think that's sense. that's what this is all about. It's about sh- like showing that they're really serious about this because what we've seen so far, it's kind of like you have no idea what you want to do with VR. Yeah. And what about you, Rowdy? What what would like what what would light your Bunsen burner, um, you know, metaverse wise? What could they say that would actually, you know, I mean, get you interested? Uh, like like realistically, I think like what what like the, the the social aspect, of course, is something that you would expect from Facebook, them being a social media company. But like the last past couple of years, they've been doing a large push regarding more like business oriented, like you know, um, trying to like get VR into the workplace. So. I would yeah. welcome seeing something new or like the thing that they've been working on in the past couple of years since they already brought that up a couple of times where they want to bring VR in the workplace. Maybe see what the status is of that. I think that would excite mm-hmm. me. I think that's realistic because uh, they've been doing that in the past couple of years. So I would kind of expect mm-hmm. that also, also with like, you know, like the Quest Pro and the, these, these like more like prosumer aim devices, more for like a, a professional user. 
Um, I think that that is a little bit the direction that they want to go into as well. I don't think they're going to give up on gaming because they have such a strong position on that. But I do think that during the show that there's going to be a large emphasis on that. Yeah. And, and like you were talking about Darshan, uh, Nathan, it's got me thinking about something as well. So I guess my I, I, I'm waiting and maybe this could have happened last year and it could happen next year, but I am waiting for them to follow Apple in like the Apple TV model. They've mm-hmm. dabbled in it, right, yeah. with various forms of like 360 content and that type of thing. I really think they're going to go for cinema at some point, get the big mm-hmm. licensing deal, get real films to release and launch on your VR headset for a, a price, but that you would be able to watch it in that pseudo, you know, virtual desktop style yeah. surround cinema, like your personal cinema, really polished. Again, thinking Apple right kind of experience because they could yeah. make a lot of money that way and it would a- appeal to your at-home consumer because you're like don't just watch on your tv sit down and watch on your headset and you know be immersed well, i mean so. i mean meta has been like trying to keep the monopoly on the entertainment side of things we know that big screen exactly. wanted to expand but they didn't allow them and they also you know prize wise of like tickets and everything they had a whole like idea of that but they didn't want it to go with it so yeah of course they want to but yeah if you think about it, they haven't really been innovating in that space but i think as long as they don't build the 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 social system that they are talking about for so long in the home menu this kind of stuff can't happen you have to first build something that is there right now i know you can now meet up with other people yeah. But that's also, I found that that's regional too, because I tried this myself with a friend of mine. We couldn't meet up in our Oculus Quest menu. Uh, that just, there was no option for me to do that. Cross so as, long as, as long as this is not like, like, like an actual worlds kind of thing, there's nothing like to, like, it's not fun to socialize when I can only socialize when I'm in the US or in Canada and the rest of the world's kind of like, yeah, like all these yeah. updates, all these social updates. I don't know. I got to wait for it. And, and when they're finally out, it's already kind of late. regulations, of course, um, as well. Um. And yeah, but Trump, that, that, that kills the, the social vibe. And as it you does. said, it's a social company. But right now, there's nothing social about the, the quest, you know? It's I do just, I do wonder, because you see them getting sucked into the vortex of like, I don't know, football games and, you know, hockey and sports and like being able to push that because that's a that's got a huge price tag against it in North America. Yeah. Huge. Like... So for them to not push into that, and they've tried in the past, they have tried packaged VR, you know, again, 360-esque software or 180, yeah, uh, which has had some success, but I wouldn't say any of them were particularly successful. So with that on the kind of software side, what meta might be coming with, uh, let's talk about the, the headset, just a refresher for people who are like, I'm not paying attention, give it to me. So uh, what is the MetaQuest Pro? I'm using that name for a few reasons, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep coming through. So standalone, all-in-one VR headset like the Quest, lighter form factor, color pass-through, eye and face tracking, and a price tag to sink the Titanic, <laughs> which which is what is expected to be uh, more than a thousand dollars. Display-wise, there's a resolution of 2160 by 2160 pixels per eye, which is which is a nice bump up uh, from the existing Quest. Better underlying chip with frame rate boosts probably likely there. So you know 120 hertz on some of the defaults within the quest with the current processor could be going up to 144 something like that better battery maybe uh yet to be seen and um also in the ether just for those wondering is the meta quest 3 again uh proposed mm. device that is not expected before next year which would 
uh, usurp the Quest 2 from the throne of the VR market, obviously the, the market leader at the moment, but sometime in 2023. Um, so this event, right, um, Meta Connect is in almost exactly one month. Uh, there's a website up for it, um, metaconnect.com. Uh, and it's, it's VR is perhaps, you know, most well-known VR only showcase. Um, and, and the, the quest pro name was spotted on some, uh, web XR access. So it does seem either it's a, it's a turncoat, um, cover name, or it is the actual device name seems more the latter. Um, one thing I wanted just to warn, pre-warn everybody about is if you want to pre-order one of these pricey puppies, well, you know, prime your bank account. Uh, have it bolstered ready for Mark's keynote because it's likely the pre-orders we're going to open at that time. And perhaps we'll see the, the headset shipping, you know, late October or somewhere into November. Um, and and that's it. That's that's the headset that's coming. I mean, lads, where do you stand on? I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time, but I mean, is there anything else about the event that, that you're interested in or things maybe that I've missed in the dev showcase side? Anything else that you want to kind of spot? No, I, I, I think I, so. I just hope they, uh, because I th uh, Brad already kind of spilled the beans on this headset. We already know pretty much everything by now. Um, Lovely 3D model. I love good. that. Yeah. What, what, why, well, why doesn't like PlayStation, for example, release a CAD file with the headset? It'd be good for people who do accessories because they need that information. And honestly, playing with a 3D model like that in VR or whatever is super cool. Super cool. I just, I just hope that, um, because that's always the problem every time is like they like they introduce the quest pro and yeah. they exactly tell us what it of course does but also who who it's for uh instead of kind of just showing some videos that don't really that kind of make up your own mind i hope i hope that they do that because uh, uh right now we already saw some teases here and there also on social media uh like it's kind of like that classic example that that htc always does with their headsets they they hype Spinning you up table. from uh, from uh, like up front, and they don't tell you if, if it's for you, the consumer, the prosumer, or the business, uh, and they kind of just jump around those. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be crazy expensive. But you're and right though. Like right now, to me, the unique selling point isn't so cl crystal clear on this headset. Like no. maybe there's there's a there's a company out there. Um, you know who deals in architecture or something, and they're like, we need a higher fidelity headset. Uh, that's lighter weight for our users, All, you know, and they're just like chomping at the bit for this equipment. Yeah. But everybody well, it, else is just like, it's an upgrade. Like that is there. I mean, looking, looking at Meta's like reputation right now, it could be that they just like present this, but they also don't really know what they want to do with it. That's a I possibility, hope, right? Like I they make they something and they don't necessarily know where, where they, because one thing that stuck with me on mm. like Brad's reports is that according to Brad, this should have launched last year. Not this year. So we're already talking about a headset that is, well, not necessarily outdated, but was made Out of cycle. for a different... Well, you know how fast tech moves, right? It's almost like last year was a different era compared to this year. So I'll tell you yeah, what I you want. You can fill in the dots yourself, but that, that means something. I, this, is the, this is the announcement that I would pay attention to. I want Mark Zuckerberg in, in studded leather <laughs> with that big-ass box that we saw teased. He just thumps on stage in massive boots, lands a thing noisily on the table, cracks it open, whatever, they get sparkles or whatever, flying out of it, holds up the headset, you get the and god raise it. plays three hours straight. Like <laughs> <laughs> then plays it three hours straight. It's like, yeah, it'd be so funny. Um, but yeah, that's, a, that's an alternate universe. Yeah. We know it's going to be clean cut, 
fixed, you know, format Apple-like presentation. It's going to be very clean, very clean. Uh, I don't. I also, if you're going to watch this for the games, I think we had the same conversation last year. I don't know how they did it. There were a few decent theses here and there. Yep. But it's you don't watch this for the. Of course, they now have their own like gaming show. Even then, you seem to get like coming soon, coming soon, coming soon. Uh, I, I just hope they say that Assassin's Creed is still being worked on because Splinter Cell is, is cancelled now. Yeah. Also, also, GTA San Andreas, you got to say if you're working on it because people are now like, what's happening to this company? Are, are projects still happening? It's more about saying, I okay, do wonder. I do wonder how much of well, this is going to be for the gamer at home. You know, like, cause, as I said, with F- F8, it's, with that it's merger, not, it's, it's going to be gaming. really it's, developer focused, I think. I mean, the last time we were there, we saw it being completely taken out by like business focused stuff. And we know that this year, yeah. we already kind of know what's coming, right? Like Among Us is, is coming, uh, the new Boneworks game, uh, a few others here and there. But I don't expect that much. Uh, maybe yeah. they in terms they of big surprises, probably. Yeah, we'll I, see. I think I think they are just like uh, just like everyone else. They just kind of have to keep uh, the money in the in the wallet right now because uh, winter is coming. So well, uh, well, the good thing is that you know if if you happen to have Zuckitis and you're not a fan of Mega Corp number one, <laughs> well, what do we have here behind door number two? Well, uh, you know we've we've got Mega Corp number two, aka Apple, right? They just had their showcase recently. Um, you know, stoking the fires of a long drawn out dream that they'll enter the arena with their AR tech in the form of a consumer savvy premium AR headset, but no trace of VR. Um, I saw a little blip of, uh, the severance season two teaser for those who like that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that show that's kind of fun. Uh, but that's unfortunate. Well, fortunately, I think not related in the Apple tech, unless, we're really living in a dystopian world where Apple have gone a step further and wish to ring fence their flavor of reality by separating our brains uh, from real and virtual. Uh, hopefully not. But so so Apple, we're still waiting on, still waiting. And I think that'll be the case throughout the end of 2022, unfortunately. <laughs> you did. Yeah, 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 of course. And um, and then, of course, we got Mega Corp number three, right? So on September 15th, this coming Thursday, we have Tokyo Game Show, um, right. which is the third annual uh sorry i say the third annual event that's since i've been tracking it but this is an old event yeah old event this is 26 years old it first ran in 1996 um i was gonna ask I you what year you were that. born nathy but i'm i'm yeah it's super old yeah yeah look he was two years old when this thing started going <laughs> um, so you've got an explorable pc or vr explorable world so you can do this from your desktop you can do it from a vr headset uh between the 15th and 18th of september Go check this out. Now, it's it's heavily focused on Japanese games. So games from Japanese developers and this and that. Go check out TGS. That's uh, Tokyo Game Show VR.com. Uh, Nathan, you're an official ambassador, I read. So what's your yeah, take I on am. this? And what what <laughs> no, did what the gamers amazing. and devs? It's amazing have, uh, because I'm an ambassador. So everything is cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Do we get free? Uh, anything free going in? Do we yeah, get an avatar? Course. Do we get an NFT? Uh, <laughs> No, but oh, I, 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 I haven't. What do you tried know about this. it? I haven't really tried this yet because it's gonna open. Like, it's not like as an ambassador, I had like early access, so I, I haven't tried this yet. So I. But previous actually, years, what about like? I mean, oh, last year, last year, I think I spoke about it on the show, right? Yeah. I think it was. I think it was really cool because you, you could not only walk around and just because you, you pretty much start in the like the metro of of Japan of of Tokyo, and then you go to the Tokyo Game Show. And then you get to pick an avatar, 
But the fun part is you have to visit certain places to collect stuff. And then you, um, I think you could unlock a t-shirt last year that you could uh, wear. But uh, it was almost like a gamified experience. That's why this year they have like a dungeon. So they continue doing that because I think the incentive for people to just walk around, they get bored after a while. And they're like, yeah, no, now I want to leave. But if you have to, <laughs> if it says like six out of 10, you need to find something. It's like, ah, I need to find everything now. So there's more, a bit more dedication there. Um, there isn't that much uh, VR as far as I know. So you're basically in VR checking out pancake stuff. So that's like a next level way of doing it. Yeah. But the fact that you can at least go and visit this and check it out, because I do think the fact that they at least try to create a convention uh, in VR is interesting. Uh, yeah, it's, it, well, it's interesting because they see it as, um, I suppose, a way of bringing people from home who can't travel in uh to to be able to experience all of that and it's a good place yeah. to put physicality to the arrangement of an environment like i wonder mm. if in the future we're going to have a ticketed event you know for something like um like connect right but you can get your virtual ticket and you can go explore the same show floor layout yeah. that you would if you went in person so you still get kind of a similar feeling and yeah. we've seen that in a in a few different events recently so Curious. It's this kind of idea of like parallel worlds. Um, but the thing that pisses me off, honestly, is that you're not able to explore these things after the fact. Like once the door is yeah, shut, you I can't see. go do them. There was a great one, which was uh, a release. Again, I think it was in Tokyo uh, or centered in Tokyo uh, for Magic the Gathering, a card game that I play a lot of. And like because, again, this was this region lock thing. I wasn't VPNing. I probably should have. But I couldn't get into it because it was outside oh. of Asia. And it was like, I just want to look around and look at the artwork and enjoy it. And come on, guys. Um, so I do, again, I implore people who create these things, if they're allowed to do it, try not to regionally gate it. We're a global community. Yeah. No, but Let this us one all is, in. Uh, this, this is available for everyone. And it's nice that yep. this time you can uh, download it on App Lab. So you don't have to use uh, the PC version uh, necessarily. You can also play on PC, but you can just yep. play it on the Quest. I think the, the best uh, thing I've ever seen was from Devolver Digital with where you had to break into E3. Did uh, break they, into they, E3? Yeah, they, I didn't hear about this E3. before. This was a virtual game that you could download on Steam. And it was a shooter and it was a, a stealth game. But you actually, it was like building on a Unity or Unreal, but it looked super realistic. So you actually had to break into the, like the entrance of E3. And oh. if you have ever been there, you're like, I have been here. So you had to get past security robots. All the lights were like out. And then you would go to all the booths <laughs> where there's no one there, but you were the only one. And then you sometimes got to what? play a little bit of that game. So that was a really nice, uh, it wasn't VR though, but uh, I think that's the best thing I've ever seen where they gamify a convention that you can't go to. Um, yeah, more of that, wow. more of that is definitely coming. Like I said, this parallel universe yeah. thing, like there'll be something special about the virtual one that they do that you can't do in person and vice versa. I think they'll make them as like separate experiences that, yeah. but I do hope they don't do this time gated. Oh, I can only, you know, look at it yeah. until Thursday thing. I really, yeah, but then, then, but then, but then there's no incentive to like, let's say games, then, then why would you still go to Gamescom when it happens? And then so you could I'd always be... go later. The solution to that, I think, is like you do for um, for like a live stream, take it offline for a month, right? So you you want that news, you want to be there, then you have to be there. But after a month, you put it up so people can experience it as like also, a historic thing. Also, I should be clear because this is the thing I have to say all the time. It's very important. I am Tokyo Game Show VR ambassador. I am not ambassador for the physical one, okay? 
Because yeah. if 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 I don't if I don't say that, then uh, yeah. Yeah, I was about I'm, to I'm ask gonna, like, there's something know? wrong with my tickets, Nathie. Like, uh, <laughs> <what kind laughs> <of you? laughs> yeah. So those are two different things. Okay, just so you know. So you're, you're doing the help desk. We just should just submit all the problems <laughs> to you. Yeah. Submit your problems. Go to youtube.com uh, slash NateVR. <laughs> yeah. Any, any of the comments, any of the videos, you're good. Yeah, just fire, <laughs> fire them in there. Well, there's another one as well. So um, coming up very shortly uh, in London. So if, if you're like you're like not near Tokyo, then maybe London's for you, right? So uh, the consolation prize for today is London's EGX, which is the Electronic Games Expo. Uh, I've really enjoyed past events. Uh, last year, had a really good time. I'll be a little bit light on the floor and almost no VR presence. Uh, thanks, you know, similar to like the pre-COVID times, it was pretty brimming. Uh, last year, they came back, but they were like half strength. Uh, so one year later, they're still kicking. Uh, and that's an event that's coming up. And to my surprise, they even announced a VR game spotlight. So catch them at EGX Theater uh, Thursday, the 22nd of September at 3 p.m. UK time. Several of the games shown during the spotlight will be playable on the show floor as well. So if you have tickets, don't miss the Thursday. Or if you've not taken work off or whatever yet, make sure you can scoot along to that. Um, their little blurb on this is, experience the future of VR gaming with a showcase featuring teasers, trailers, and live on-stage gameplay demos for some of the most exciting upcoming VR titles. I almost guarantee you that Among Us is going to be among those titles. Hmm. Um, so that's that. There's also one other thing that's kind of particularly neat, uh, which was new to me. So one particularly neat event that's coming up is an augmented reality sport called Hado. Uh, and Hado puts the power of energy balls and shields in the hands of players right. on a real life I've sport. Seen that one. Yeah, we've seen a couple of these, actually. This one's been around a few years and I didn't know that. Um, so while the rules are simple, the depth of offensive and defensive strategy they're saying is infinite. That's bullshit. But, um, you know, Hado redefines the landscape of sports to push athletes further than anyone would have thought possible. So they got to focus on kind of like racquetball style combat, you know, 2v2, 3v3 on a court. The good thing is that anyone can mount their headsets. Their headsets look like a Samsung gear, but very weird. The sides are open. I've never yeah. seen a headset like this where you can look out with your physical eyes or you've got the screen to give you kind of your heads up display. Um, you play in a quick fire game, the team with the most points at the end wins. The way it works is each player has a shield with four segments. You're throwing energy balls. You get to knock the four segments off. After you knock all four segments, you get a point for your team. That's how it works. Yeah, That's it's how it like, works. like dodgeball, dodgeball AR. Yeah. Like dodgeball AR. And it's funny cause one of the, uh, the co-creator, he's like, he's like, I, you know, growing up, I always wanted to do a Kamehameha myself, just like Dragon Ball Z. So I made this, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then it became a sport that people participated in. But I really do believe in this future. I do think that we're going to end up with a place where, you know, instead of going to a gym with boring equipment, you end up with something that's an augmented experience, whether that <sighs> means VR or AR. I've tried a few. They've all been pretty good. But the important thing is, do you end up working out harder than you normally do? Anyone who's played Beat Saber knows, yeah, most of the time you end up actually putting more energy in than you normally would if it was not an augmented or VR experience. So there you go. Those are some events that will let you sink your holodeck feet into some new equipment and games. Just a quick recap for the dates so you don't scramble those up in your head. First up, we've got September 15th. That's the Tokyo Game Show VR. So go log in with your headset. Then September 22nd is EGX out of London. Uh, so watch news feeds if you're not in the UK. Uh, and then October 11th is MetaConnect coming up at, uh, in October, along with 
the purported launch of their headset. There's that. Very, Very good. nice. Very All nice. Right. Looking forward to this. We've got some news coming our way. Like, uh, even though it's felt like a slow season, it, there's there's yeah. plenty still coming. Um, and, and I think in like an hour from now, isn't Ubisoft also doing like uh, like their their kind of show? I, th- I think it's like an hour from yes. now. Yes. Yes. With VR stuff. Well, I... that's the thing. Like, you know, we don't know, but they should be working on VR stuff. No, they should be to Nathie's point, right? So maybe in an hour. Okay, that's it. We've got 55 minutes to close this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, uh, developer Prey Dog, uh, well known for Resident Evil mods for two, three, seven, and eight, is now porting the Resident the Resident Evil engine framework over to Unreal Engine. So uh, additional games now being able to be supported, uh, which is good. The mod brings in-engine six-doff movement. So that's kind of what you would expect now if you were playing any game in VR. Uh, synced stereoscopic 3D. And an important one for first-person shooters, detached look from weapons. So you're not just stuck to the gun like you are in, uh, well, now very old VR games. You can move your head around. Um so if you want to support this effort, go check out uh, Prey Dog's Patreon. Um, but this is a software dev who's been in uh, the business for more than a decade. As I said, had some uh, lovely mods for Resident Evil previously. Uh, now porting the work over to help hopefully become a little bit more generic, right? And you have some other titles out there. The video trailer that was uh, launched along with this news, uh, Sports Stray. Well, that's the game with the cat wandering through the city. We got Back for Blood, which was the successor, the spiritual successor, uh, to Left for Dead and Satisfactory, that building game that uh, uh, yeah. the creator behind Minecraft Notch is, has a big heart on for. Uh, but if you could build uh, like crazy machines in that. I'll tell you what, when I saw this news, there's only one game that really stuck, it stood out to me. And I was like, please let this work with Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. I want oh. to play that in VR. Screw you, Microsoft. Right? That's what I want, please. <laughs> you make that work for me? Yeah. I'm a happy cookie. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, you guys have anything in the Unreal Engine world that you really think you'd want um, if this works well? Mm, nah, I, th- I think so- it's hard to say. Like, I have no idea like which games are specifically. I know like worlds that I want to visit in like uh, in VR, but like, like yeah, yeah, I have no idea like what kind of games. Like, I have to would be supported. Have to look at a list. Th- yeah. This is the problem. Once you bury yourself in VR for long enough, it's hard to even come up with. Like, I had I had difficulty myself. I had to. <laughs> search around and i'm sure nathy i know your your injector years are kind of behind you right so yeah yeah but no, once I upon just, a time I, you were the vorpex man right before oh, i was the vorpex <laughs> man no i was the vorpex man but i did play a lot of uh, things i always think of that like third person is kind of interesting because then it, it, you just don't have that big hand with a gun in in your view and it's kind of attached to your face like it's taped onto your face but i think always like third person yeah. still gives a kind of li- a little bit more magic than when it's first person uh i agree that. Like what Rowdy's saying, uh, the landscape, the environment, like being yeah. in that world. Yeah. Like uh, Lost Lost Ember was one recently that had a VR patch natively that came out. Yeah. And that world was really cool, but it was third person. And you were like flying little ducks. and Yeah, or, go, or Go Simulator 3 is also an option. I didn't even know we were on number three already. They really need to stop. Or Moving moving Out 2 is also a great game to maybe play in VR. <laughs> moving Out. Is that the one where you have to play uh, team-wise and... Yeah, you're moving furniture, move, uh, so it's like yeah, yeah. There's a new one coming. It's like overcooked, but with furniture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that's another option. Very good. Okay, well, let's <laughs> get on to the one that I mean. So, let's be honest. Some news 
is better than other news. <laughs> wow, yeah, okay. Some news makes me buy very expensive hardware. Uh, mm. That is also true. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that news, my friends, is that Firewall Ultra is coming. Announced by seasoned developer First Contact Entertainment, a standalone re-release of Firewall with improvements for PS5 and PSVR 2. This got this news just got me super, super, super excited. I am a huge fan of Firewall. There's been not a single thing so far that has been in the uh, PSVR 2 launch lineup that has excited me as much as this one. Uh, for those who don't know what Firewall is, Firewall Zero Hour, the first title, was released an astonishing five years ago, August 28th, 2018. Uh, there were a series of contractors to choose from. This is the first person game somewhat similar to like a rainbow six uh each character that you choose has a primary and a secondary skill that you can pick which modifies uh your combat gives you perks that type of thing uh weapon loadouts are custom were customizable you can earn crypto in game for unlockables things like skins and stuff like that kept the game kind of fresh and interesting as you were playing week on week uh, you could choose to play against enemy ai or in a real you know four player squad so it was you know an eight player match that you had and the first thing you do in the game is you hack into a firewall, um, hence the name, and you figure out where you know a data extract point is. You navigate there with your teammates, try not to get killed in the process, extract mm. the data, and get some money at the end. So really cool. Um, in the new trailer uh, for the new firewall, Firewall Ultra, um, I like to think of it as a, a polished re-release. Um, they they talk about solo and team strike, so it sounds like we're getting solo and multiplayer whether or not that means there's going to be any campaign in there i don't know i'll hold back it's probably going to follow the, the model of the first game do you think uh, they have is, to i don't think they have to i no, think i think, think so the either. i think i think if they did it would be like a possibly a nice to have like again i like the squadrons model to have something there for single player but very few psvr games i think can stand up no, i, well, I actually think it, like firewall Actually, if you look at the at the comments on the Twitter post, there was one person who said, like, is this multiplayer only? And First Content Entertainment actually replied to that. And they mentioned, uh, you're going to love the new PvE experience. We've thought a lot about players that don't do multiplayer as well. Yes. So, but that's a little different than the campaign yeah. that I was talking about. So I don't right. know yet what PvE is Means. going to yeah. be. I assume it's going to be kind of corridor shooter a to b right extract mission maybe a vip thing or but i i think like looking at the success of the first one it doesn't need a campaign and i also think Agreed. that uh if they did do a campaign and it would have like listened to i think the minority who wants to play these types of games who don't care about a campaign it's kind of like rainbow six you know um that i think it's fine and i think if they would have done it then uh, the the folks would have been more spread out i think they could now really polish what they already had yeah Make, i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be super sick because they had <laughs> like they have completely focused on the multiplayer aspect of this i and i i think that's what they've done as well and i say it because um this is the same developer who released solaris that was another game for first contact rest in peace rest in peace in the first rest, week after I, launch it wasn't well, a couple of weeks but yeah <laughs> it wasn't many wasn't i really many. enjoyed that one though i yeah, thought it was, it was fun. Great. loved it, was it. A and really i fun game they, they rushed it to market that's what happened I'm praying a little bit that this will give them, if they are exceedingly successful in their second title, that maybe they would bring that back from the dead and relaunch on the Yeah, but I... Yeah. But they have to release it 
at the right time for that to take foot because you need the players, right? I think right? you do need something more now if you want to launch that because this game was perfect for Quest 2. But now we're talking about PlayStation VR 2 and that audience is way more demanding and expects something higher class than what the Quest audience wants. It just needs more. It, like, again, it's kind of like a, the Pop 1 model. But it that was their plan, right? I think that was their back. plan. It was, yeah, but it ran out of steam real fast. It just was timing was very poor. They, for they that. were the competing. Cool. They were competing with Population 1 coming to Quest, and they had to or wait <laughs> it out or launch it right before Or jump that. early. It didn't go well, but uh, yeah. No, it didn't. Remember, like, the left uh, the left hand was stuck on the gun? Things that, oh, like, a yeah. PC player are like, what are you doing? It was really fast-paced. It was a really fun game, but uh, yeah, we so just good. played it for a few weeks, and that that's it. That was uh, Solaris in a nutshell. But, yeah. um, dude, like, imagine this with eye tracking. No, like... Eye tracking, with eye tracking, uh, with reactive, face haptics, with, exactly. with haptic feedback, 4K HDR. Be, like the lighting is going to be that much. With uh, controllers more that don't impressive. drift while you're aiming down your sights. Yeah, the, without, the, thing, without the thing is, like we saw in the degree. chat, a couple of people asking as well: Is this still going to be like with the aim controller? Which I don't no, think unlikely. It will be. But For I, now. it's a, it's a good question though. Like how much of the fun that you had, especially you, Sim, because you, I think you played it the most was yeah. attributed to it being with the with the aim controller. Honestly, the aim controller was, um, it was both a point of satisfaction, mm. uh, but to the point Nathie was just making, also a point of frustration because yeah. it was tracked by that little blue light at the end of the ball. Mm. You'd have to, on a regular basis in firewall, do the wiggle. You'd have to do the aim controller oh, the wiggle, wiggle to get right, it to yeah, kind yeah. of right. track itself purposefully. So although the kick in the door, you know, detonations, team combat, uh, people, you know, shooting at you from behind you, like just how am amazing and immersive that game felt. I regularly would get pulled out because of the aim controller, because of the tracking mechanism. Right. So given that we're now swapping that around and the headset works similar to a quest inside out, I, I really can't wait to have a more unhindered experience. And they've taken tips from the community's desires so now instead of just being single run it'll be best of three so you'll be you'll crew up you'll get with people you get to play a longer match because it felt like 50 percent of the time you were waiting for a lobby you get yeah. the lobby there were the players there but then you were kind of getting into the groove and then the game's over so right i really like that aspect i think that's a super idea uh the pve experience we don't know what that's going to be like but that's coming they talked about the VR2 Sense technology with the PlayStation. Nathan mentioned a few of those, you know, vibrating headset. Um, and then they've also talked about, they said like, okay, this is the game that's coming. We can expect it to look like Firewall when it's released. So it'll be Firewall upgraded, better visuals, of course, thanks to the headset. They'll have retextured it and that type of thing. But they've got a content roadmap as well. So you might remember if you're a Firewall player, post-15, they landed in an awesome map, which was this newsroom, which was super cool to just attack black site, which was this desert camp, an oil rig, which was an oil platform. And they kept coming with good new solid content. They're bringing new contractors in. They've, they, they kept releasing new guns. I remember the Kruger yeah. uh, being one manta ray, which I never got to unlock, which I was sad about, but it's <laughs> one of those games like after the fall that I love the game. I just don't get enough time in my life to kind of play yeah, it. Like, so also building, amazing. building good maps is an art on itself. We had a lot of shooters who have very generic, 
maps, but building a yep. good if you have if you nail a good map, people keep playing. I mean, that's kind of like like having Battlefield Operational Locker. People still yeah. play it. It's, it's like so ancient, but people still want to play that thing because it's so satisfying for everyone to to check it out because it's balanced, right? Now, I think it's it's very cool that it's 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 coming. Uh, I think the name Ultra says enough about that. This is going to be a, a sequel should, should and going to Firewall Twenty Four Hour. <laughs> and I do, I do, I do also think they are going to make an accessory that is like a, a gun thing again because it does kind of fit the PlayStation, like you know, playing golf with like a like a plastic stick. I mean, that, that's been PlayStation in a nutshell. It has uh, ever since pool, the iToy. You, you know, what would be pool and uh, you know what would work really well. If the char, I don't know where the charging is on those. If it's if it's uh, if if there are any contacts necessary, but yeah, you could click the controls into. You a could stock. click them into yeah, a stock. I think it would be the best the option. The stock could have weight to it, which means it could have battery, which means you could charge while you play. That could be amazing. No, right? I think that would be. And, I think it would be cheaper to do it that way because if they if they build a new one with also haptic triggers, especially now, like I don't think that would work. But there are just a lot of games that were just unique to having this aim controller almost like okay I, i'm yeah. happy i got this not enough games I, I think there weren't enough of them i mean firepoint was also great on the but yeah like think about it now this aim control is also partly just a solution to the shitty tracking did you just say uh, firepoint isn't so great nathan i that's i, I did love say that firepoint game. is great yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'll, I'll take sorry. your spleen <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't like i didn't like the other game though the other one was a disaster what was the game again what was the name no you mean frost point Lar like larsenals Oh, Lars! Oh, Lars! Yeah, they, no. The Firepoint definitely no. made that. No. Did, did they make that? Yeah, they made that. I sadly, didn't, I didn't. Sadly, they made that. Sadly, yeah. Sadly. That's very sad. That's outside very, the very comfort sadly. zone. Let's come back. Let's do yes. what you're good at. Yeah, but no, they are but, very good at map this, making. I agree. This is once again like I think this this shows like this is a killer title for the PlayStation VR two, a big gem, and this is this is why I'm like like the most excited about PlayStation and anything else. It's horrible. It's just I just can't help it. Sorry, Meta, uh, but I'm I'm totally PlayStation on the PlayStation side. Yeah, now. but this is a this is like a personal problem for me because I'm like I even calculated the, the Canadian tax. I'm like, okay, how much is going to run me for the digital oh, edition? Yeah. Can't be that bad. It's like 600 Canadian dollars for the thing. I'm like, oh god. And you go to Best Buy or whatever, it's like sold out. So you're gonna have to hunt it down. Then you're gonna have to lose a kidney, and they get to lose another kidney when they launch the headset. It's only gonna have more expensive. Play it for roughly like 12 hours without like a dialysis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. But the problem is, gamers know this, you're going to hunt the experience. You know, when you feel that experience and you're like, damn, that's good. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You'll buy, you'll, you'll, as Rowdy, you said it last podcast, people will remortgage their home for this kind of shit. It's exactly. so good, right? And I'm scared that you might see me but disappear with this lance. Honestly, if you still have some, some money, then make a decision now because the thing is everything is going to be so so ex it's already expensive like right now i i think it's already tricky to make these decisions but let's say you do have some then decide now because this stuff everything basically is going to be insanely expensive oh and, and if you're a scalper why, and you're listening they, that's why we don't know about prices that's why we don't know how much the quest pro is gonna be that's why we don't because they keep them away because they constantly have to add like five bucks a day to them <laughs> because otherwise it doesn't make up for the you know the production or whatever they have going on no but that's true it's happening Lunch like, at 500 lunch at 600 let, let no, no, you're a, absolutely right let me give the you a world great example like yeah. I, last week i bought a washing machine and a, a fridge you? 
And I asked the guy, he's growing, so up, he's growing up. He's growing up. He's our man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like adult stuff. It's super boring stuff to buy. Like one no of way. my friends was so like, like, like uh, uh, 12 who said like, why are you buying that stuff? So like, that's what adults do. They buy washing machines. Um, but what I'm, what I was asking <laughs> these guys, like, he's 12. Wait. Yeah, he's 12. No, no, but that sounds <laughs> no, But in, in Rec Room, all my friends are 12 because that's the age demographic of the game. No, but you, you get my point. Um, <laughs> But what I'm trying to say here is that I was asking these guys, like, so how um, more expensive is going to be when I buy this the next month? He said, like, uh, it goes up by 8%. Every every month. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I'm not sure how much percentage it's going to be for the PlayStation VR 2 that we don't know the price of, but I do know it's going up in price. That's what I do yeah. know. So, well, even even banks are upping their, their rates and stuff. We're not going to get into that annoying no, stuff. No, no, but so. buy a PlayStation 5 now because next month's going to be even more expensive. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, buy I'm a PlayStation VR headset right now. No, you can't. That's the problem. You can't, but you can buy the PlayStation 5. If the VR 2 has, buy. like, the thing is, the first one, you just bought the headset. This one, will probably come with controllers, right? Yeah. Um, and I and so the I price so. for the total of them, it's probably so. going to be like 450 or it's going to be almost oh, the price of a new now. console. It's going to be hard. It's going right? to be more so, now, yeah. And it's exactly, can keep, anyway, I agree with you that winter like you should start. Coming. Yeah, winter is coming <laughs> with the white headset that's going to take away your bank. Oh God. All right, so that's good. That's all the main news now. So next we're into the release spotlight with Lieutenant Nathy. There are some titles which will get a Medal of Honor. Others dismissed with dishonorable discharge. Uh, devs don't stand on ceremony here. We welcome assaults on the beachhead of VR's various storefront <laughs> shores. So if you want to call out your latest wartime efforts, please do. Nathan, go on. Give us the full debrief and uh, tell us if the enemy is closing in. Yeah, okay. So surprisingly enough, there are some releases. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> a few decent ones, uh, I wanted to say. And also in- intriguing ones. And we're going to start with, with like a, an interesting and intriguing one straight away. Oh. And uh, that one is called Librarium. Now, Zim, what do you think Librarium is all well, about? I've seen the movie Secretary, and I don't think it's going to have the same plot as that. Um, <laughs> I kind of was hopeful for a second there. Librarian. I'm going to guess it's time travel. Wait, there because was a movie called Librarian too, right? Like the series of like this guy, li- the librarian, I think. I but know I'm Labyrinth. Talking li- I'm talking about Librarium. Mm. Librarium. Yeah. Um, librarium. librarian. Um, anyways, let me explain. So this, this game is now out. Well, it's not really a game. Well, it is a game, but it's also an app and it's also an experience. It's now out on Quest 2. It's 20 bucks, 20, 20 euros, uh, $20. Um, and uh, Librarium, according to their store page, because I have not tried this, is an educational app that allows you to study from within VR. You can learn a oh, new Jesus language, Christ. for example, <laughs> do high school level science, uh, university entry exams, medical school or certification. Um, huh. The developers of Librarium have partnered with Kaplan. I don't know if you know this, but this is a company that provides educational and training services to schools. So basically they made the, like the developers made the shell, an educational shell, and they needed to fill it up with content that they got from Kaplan. So they, that's kind of how they work together. Very smart. Um, so Librarian makes use of virtual reality memory palace, a technique to help you learn faster and more effectively by associating ideas with objects in space that activate a whole new part huh. of your brain. 
Yes, so you can even create flash, uh, this is the most gimmicky part of it. You can create flashcards on your mobile phone and upload them to the app. Well, I'm like, why can you not just make them <laughs> wait, in wait, VR? Wait. But that's, no, that's to smart. kind of have the social uh, thing going on when that's there are smart. people outside of your headset. Interesting. Oh, so you could have a study buddy. You could have a study I, buddy. I think that's writing... kind of what they're going for. That, yeah, this is actually, uh, by concept, it's kind of cool. So this is yes. out already? This is out already, yeah. Librarium. Huh. Yeah, librarium. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's it's funny because you said right? Mind Palace, because that's exactly where I I went yeah. with my, that's funny, but like as an educational app, you remember we saw that one, which was like the life of a developer, but was all office politics. That was, that's where I thought we were going with this one, but yeah. Mind Palace in better. general is a technique that people use in order to m memorize specific things. Like for example, those people that can like cite like 400 numbers after pi or whatever, they do that with a technique often called memory palace where they associate the number with a specific place and they walk through their own memory palace and then with each specific thing they associate a number as they walk through it i don't think it's something that is really useful for like learning specifically uh, unless you're really trying to memorize uh things just in general. Uh, yeah and uh rowdy if we were in your memory palace right now would you be clearing the browser history i'm doing it right now <laughs> You can see the blank <laughs> stare on my face. <laughs> yeah, I was like, be emotionless. Don't let them on. Let uh, them on. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is out on Quest 2. Uh, and it, as I said, it's 20 bucks. 20 uh, bucks. 20 bucks. No, wait a second. Yeah. Did I say 20 bucks? Yeah, I did say 20 bucks. Uh, 20 euros, yes. For an hour, that is. 22 euros. <laughs> 23. Yeah. As we speak, in an hour, it's going to be... Uh, no, but uh, yeah. Okay, so there you go. Um, that's Good. the educational one. Very interesting, right? Um, especially it coming out now. Um, then we have uh, Into the Radius. Uh, this is now out on Quest 2 as well, completely standalone. Uh, it's uh, 30 euros, 30 bucks. I wanted to write a whole story about this, but since Zim has played this, he can give us a short <laughs> rapid fire introduction of why you should maybe play this game. Because as far as I know, actually quite solid they really redeemed themselves i think at the start it yes. was kind of a wasteland kind of sandboxy thing but That's now right. it's like a decent ass game to play on quest yeah it's um it's interesting because i think it depends on what you like uh, but it certainly attracted a lot of people who like uh the game daisy because it has a mechanism for its guns very similar to daisy you're loading individual bullets into magazines magazines into the gun so that's just the mechanics of it. But you have a whole bunch of different like pieces of equipment that you have. Separate to that, you also have um, like a, a, a cohesive story that you're following. But it actually steps away for me a little bit from where they started off. They started open world. And open world was quite good. Um, I, I enjoyed that experience. But you have these little um, like dog tags that you throw. And you throw the dog tag. And then you'll see a shimmer of what looks like i don't know a dodecahedron or something and if you get near that you die so the idea is you're throwing these little i forget the names of them but say you're throwing a bullet or you're throwing a little flag and it it causes these triggers these little rifts and you try to avoid those as you're navigating this world it looks to me like uh not far flung from some burnt out soviet nation or something right and um the 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 actual kind of horror or suspense element you've got these people who were i don't know if they were i never got to the end of it so i don't know if they were killed but they're like ghosts yeah. white ghosts with like white pieces almost like a white puzzle piece 
that just fragment or appear in certain places, very similar to the game Fear. Uh, if anyone remembers Alma Ooh, and the game Fear tripped. back in the day, it certainly gave me vibes of that. But um, I would say if you're into FPSs, um, this is one to check out because it's got great gun mechanics. Um, it's quite suspenseful, but just be aware, like Half-Life Alex, it's very uh, like soulless, downtrodden, uh, heavy, right? It's a heavy environment. And if you don't like that, if you go to VR for happy time, <laughs> that's not this and the enemies can be quite terrifying um there are these black masses that look like a graphical um error and they they wriggle and they writhe and they jump at your screen and mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it, it can be a scary game at times so if you're really looking for a challenging fps with a, a story that you probably haven't played elsewhere into the radius there you go yeah so you can Very use good. discount count uh a discount code uh happy happy times with jim uh uh, to get 50% off. Yeah, but it's 50% yeah. off your medication. That's not the game. <laughs> they want full price for the game. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, so, yeah, that's Into the Radius. Uh, out now on Quest 2. Yeah. It's like I don't mention Quest 1 anymore. It's uh, it's dead. It's dead. It's gone. Yeah. Sad. Um, so, next up we have Intercosmos 2000. Yes. Oh cool name um yeah. so uh, this also launched uh, is, is is actually out now on quest 2 um price 20 bucks 20 euros and um well this is a arcadey spy space flight game in vr for virtual astronauts of all ages so rowdy you can play this too um inspired by real world space travel <laughs> i'll ask so my 12 year old friends as well <laughs> <laughs> If Viper's not here, Great. oh, I didn't, I didn't Great. So rec, rec, room, uh, rec Room players, if you are watching this, you can play this game as well. Um, so Intercosmos uh, 2000 uh, is, is a game where you um, are at the helm of your very own tin can. And all you got to do is keep it afloat. That's the main goal of this uh, title. I thought it was something else like finding ET or finding home phone. But uh, no, it's just that you need to just survive. Um, so you get to experience the intense acceleration of spaceflight explore awe-inspiring interiors of realistic space capsules that's very specific if you're into that but it really said that on the page funny enough and uh, master crucial systems that will keep you in orbit uh, and breathing that's also very very important so this new version because intercosmos was already a game before on steam a pc vr game you kids remember pc vr yeah it used to be the the the, the most trendy thing ever um, so it was already out. Uh, this is a new version and they pretty much improved it and they ported it over to uh, Quest 2. Um, yeah. It has more challenges, more stunning visuals. Funny, I'm like visuals. I thought like PC had the visuals, but apparently they have more <laughs> stunning visuals uh, and more hours of replayability than ever. Hey. Yes. Very cool. Well, solid game, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, uh, 20 euros, $20 out now on Quest 2, Intercosmos. Everyone's 2000. going for 20. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, last but not least, now I, I am a little bit worried about this one, but the reviews were quite positive, uh, frankly. So uh, maybe maybe I'm just wrong here. Uh, I'm wrong all the time on this podcast. It's just that <laughs> we find that <laughs> out always like a few shows later. Um, but uh, unless, unless well, unless you guys say I need to uh, eat a hat strap, then it's usually I'm right because then, you know, there's some... Yeah, that's weird. That's weird, isn't it? Like anytime you, you put something up for 
for for a bet than 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 it turns out true. Yes. Yes. Inside so, information. I don't believe it. Maybe yeah, that's why I always make predictions because I already know the answer. Yeah, that would be funny. I sometimes do that. It's the best part where I know some of you guys don't, and I'm like, nah, it's not gonna happen. And then meanwhile, I know everything already. Um, oh, we know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although I do usually give a little spoiler. It's like, okay, I know something. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's gonna be a little awkward. You know. I don't remember it's, spoilers it's, around the quest. I remember the quest two lodge was pretty cool that way, but I don't. Yeah, that was just a big smile on my face. So what is much. this? What is this just potentially disappointing yes. release? Why are we giving that, it way that, too much YouTube, credit? On YouTube, it is classified as Half-Life Alex, but that's already been out native for quite a while. So okay. I don't know. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay, so uh, this one is called uh, Eolia or Aeolia, uh, and it's out now on Quest 2 as well. Everything is out on Quest 2. I'm sorry for everyone else who was hoping for to play something on their headsets. Um, so this one is 15 euros, 15 dollars. Um, Aeolia is a hand-tracking, single-player fantasy adventure. Wow. And part, and this, this is where you start to doubt a little bit, and part of the Rhythm of the Universe series. Now, do you still remember what happened when that game came out? Rhythm of the Universe. Rhythm of the Universe. Yes, that, oh. that, that, that was before this came out, and it didn't have the best reviews. It was very rough. Uh, it was also super short. Uh, I don't remember the rest, but it just wasn't uh, well received. Anyway, so it's a part of that. So if you already go to their like store page, they just talk about, they just uh, pretty much expect you to have played the other one. And that's smart because then they can sell the other one to you. Uh, right? Um, so uh, in this game, you get to travel to the deserts of Aeolia as Konga Dolak. Do you know Konga Dola? Yes, of course. Oh, it's the one, it's the yeah. one from yeah. uh, the universe, Rhythm of the Universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Hey, you played it. You played it. <laughs> um, a, a mode is determined to save the land from the Great Storm. You know, remember the Great Storm, Rowdy? It was really yeah, like, that was a big storm. The, yeah. I think it wasn't... Hey, wait, Sim, you were in a storm too. Now, that storm, you tried to escape in, in Canada. That was a Great Storm. You That's were right. in They a, wouldn't let me out. That was, that was a whole marketing campaign. That was just they created that to sell the game. <laughs> All right. Yes. No, that's not true. But hey, um, it has an epic story, mysterious puzzles, and it's all hands first. Yes, because it's a hand tracking game. So you can walk around with your hands and interact with everything around you without whoa, whoa, the need whoa, of physical whoa, whoa, whoa. controllers. You can walk with your hands? You mean like yeah, a road so tag style? You pinch and then you, uh, you with oh. your pinch, you can just kind of go left and right and it starts to go that direction. So it, it creates a circle in front of you and within that circle you can move your hand with a little sparkly thing and you move that way oh, wow. um according, the, the to, according to eric hartley it's about five to seven hours long uh, and you okay. don't have to have played uh the previous oh, ones eonia at all uh, okay that maybe how the previous one is called yes uh, because oh, yeah. it's a completely different game okay well the the whole the description of this game was only talking about what happened in the previous so for me, right. it was kind of strange to figure out what this was all about. But yeah, yeah overall, people are very positive about it. So like it's one of the first real hand-tracking games that isn't necessarily a gimmick, is actually quite solid. The movement system is quite interesting, too. Um, so, that looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does cool. look I mean, cool. I'm not it's big into game. the puzzling stuff, so that, that's probably already where I tap out. But the universe, like, like it looks cool. Like, uh, that stuff, yeah. No, no, rhythm of the universe. <laughs> I want to know who at Meta has put up a bounty for hand tracking because clearly there has been 
like there's lately there's like a waterfall of these like hand tracking built for hand tracking games. Some of the bigger studios are teasing or have released stuff. And I'm just like, okay, people are going after it. Usually that means someone's held up some fruit and said, if you go build a game for this, we'll give you a hundred grand, you know, or something like that. So, um, I think this was still in the pipeline yeah. somewhere, but, um, no, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I think there's probably only been one or two hand. Tr- is this hand tracking only? Or is it as far as I know it is yeah. hand tracking only, yeah. Yeah. So hand tracking only is is difficult because you don't get to feel stuff. You don't get the pushback of the buttons, you don't get the haptics of the controller. That's <laughs> it's difficult. The, the the reason why I'm laughing is because I saw Chris Richards saying it sounds like Nathy is saying Areola, which would be a different hand tracking experience. No, exactly. You, That's <laughs> all I heard the whole time. Really? And then you start I was so clear about buttons it. and like <laughs> You need All the right. feedback. You need the feedback. <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, teaching those 12. I've got to stop this 12-year-old's thing. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, can you uh, recap for us, Nathan? What were these, what were these releases? I, don't I, I will not speak about the last one anymore because I'm getting bullied on the show. You are getting bullied. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have Librarium, the educational app. Uh, on Quest 2, 20 euros, $20. Basically, everything is out on Quest 2, Okay. There's nothing anymore uh, on other headsets. Uh, check so the store. Too. Just check the store, yeah. Uh, then we have Intercosmos 2000, an uh, arcade spaceflight game for the entire family. And then we have... Oh, yeah, Into the Radius. Into the Radius. Yep. Zim, Zim sold it to you. So there is no. you have to play it now. Um, if we if we find out that he's a developer later down the road, then this explains his whole excitement. <laughs> um, so that one is out on Quest to uh, fifteen euros, fifteen dollars, oh. and then the last one. Uh, should I say it one more time? Or yeah, go on, go for it. Aeolia. <laughs> Aeolia. Aeolia. Uh, very good, um, very good. 15 euros, 15 dollars on Quest 2. So there you go. Those are all the releases. Not bad at all, I would say. A bit of a yeah. weird timing to launch some of these. As they like, uh, like especially the last one is like, you know, pretty uh, high production value, I would say. But maybe uh, the whole like holiday season is kind of reserved for other developers by now. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe. Well, I'm out. I'm worried that Halloween's around the corner. We usually get oh, although last year wasn't so bad in terms of last like year wasn't content. bad at all. It was no, almost it was not like not much completely there. naked. Of I think maybe VR devs have learned the lesson. We will shortly find out. What was the one again with like uh, where you would would stand in the mirror, but like the Bloody Mary one, where you had to speak in your microphone and it like summon this ghost, and then it was standing behind you. I I I don't. You know remember that. I remember it, but I don't think I played that one. That's the that's the worst, like the worst kind of like Halloween content is when you look into a mirror and you see something happening behind you, and then you turn around and it's or there or it isn't there. You should play I that w- in your bathroom. <laughs> yes, well, maybe you could do that. The other thing is that that pass through black and white I think would be perfect for a horror AR experience. Mm. I really do, and we we like saw some of that stuff. Jason Voorhees or like Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre uh, kind of like thing, and it comes into your house. I'd take any of that. Yeah, I think it would be cool. So someone's probably building it, but I'm, I'm curious. Maybe we'll get a Halloween AR uh, experience at some point. Well, thank you, Nathy, for running us through the uh, uh, through the, the releases this 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 fortnight, this week. It's hard to say, uh, losing the track of time. But like the finale of the film Platoon, perhaps this didn't finish like you imagined it would. Perhaps you're a little disturbed, disgruntled, 
Disturbed. disorganized without your much needed distraction from reality. Uh, if we haven't left you dumbfounded, then drop your questions in chat now uh, okay. while I recount the uh, show times. So thank you for listening to this episode of F Reality. Uh, we live stream on alternating Saturdays on both YouTube and Twitch. The show is bleeding out from 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. in the UK. God save the queen. And 8 p.m. for our brave brothers and sisters defending no, proud it's not Ukraine. Save the queen. It's not save the queen. You can still say that. You're still yeah, allowed. You can still say that? I think so. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah. He'll be with us forever. Exactly. You can't take her off the money. Not yet. It's too soon. Um, okay. uh, so if you missed the live cast or simply don't have the bandwidth for this bandwidth band of brothers, instead, listen to the audio version, which airdrops midweek on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Beautiful. Upvote if you liked it. Apply scathing burns in the comments if you didn't. And while you're at it, a subscription to F-Reality may have been his scientifically proven to help the war effort. <laughs> so it's time for us to zip line back into the unknown and grab some beers with Sylvester Stallone. Didn't mean to make that rhyme. Uh, what have we got in chat? Anyone asking anything? How are we doing? Just wondering when you will release Mike. Yeah, we, we've got him in that cage that was at the start of the Planet of the Apes VR experience. He's still <laughs> stuck in there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see <laughs> when he's when he's out of that. Well, he still makes he still makes videos on YouTube. We shove like food under the door from time no, no, to time, no, no, and no. we give like, him keys, game keys that he can. He those, can were pre-recorded. those were pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded. Oh, yeah. pre-recorded. Yeah. Or is that like an AI version of Mike that we now also uh, hire? Shh. This is. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoops. Put that down. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so we've come to the end. Uh, go on, uh, tell my wife I love her, and someone uh, write my eulogy, please. I hope you will. Get it? Will? All right, enough dad jokes. Uh, an arcade bar is calling me from Toronto. Say au revoir, gentlemen. Au revoir.